When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Harry Winks right to the last. The LA. The To double A. He's back in the game. Hugo Lloris. And he saved it. On the final round. Shishenko. Hello and welcome to The Last Word on Spurs. We are here providing you an instant reaction to Tottenham Hotspur losing the North London derby rather than saying Arsenal winning that North London derby because what we've just witnessed over the past 19 a bit minutes, such a poor, poor Tottenham performance. Of course, if you listen to the show for the very first time, you can find us across a range of different social media platforms. We're on Twitter at Last Word on Spurs. We're on Facebook and Instagram too. We're on Audio Boom, Spotify. We're across all major audio platforms. And as I mentioned, we're here reviewing a really, really poor North London derby with poor Two sides, if I've got to be honest with you, two really poor sides. Uh, pleased to have back on the show with me to look back on this display. I've got Lee McQueen in the house, Adley Costa and John Wenham from Lily White Rose. Boys, we're going to get straight into it. Lee, I'm going to start with you because Tottenham calls in Arsenal all manner of problems with 10 men when they try and attack, which really is, Lee, a damning indictment of the original plan, isn't it? Because we got exactly what we deserved, outplayed, uh, outfought for long periods of that game where we never looked like we were really up for it. I mean, this was Spurs' real first test since West Ham and we fouled it miserably. What was your thoughts on that real poor North London derby showing? Well, exactly that. I mean, it's really, really disappointing. Um, I, my anger has turned to just, well, I'm angry. I'm, and I'm angry because the they we didn't turn up. I mean, you know, if you go out there and you go toe-to-toe and you get on the front foot and you have a go at them, we don't talk about this result because we win the football match. It's, it's, it's that simple. You know, we had two shots, I think, on target before, um, before Kane's offside goal. 
and it was well offside, by the way, um, you know, to gift them uh, a penalty, to gift them the universe that was the space behind, uh, on, on their left-hand side or, or behind uh, Bale or, or in front of Doherty, all game with no tactical change. We were too passive. We were too slow. We needed to be 20 yards up the pitch. We only spoke about this like three days ago. Um, we defended too deep. Kane and Bale were non-existent for 70 minutes. I don't think the attitude was there either until it had to be. Until we had no choice, until we had to do something different, that's when the attitude kicked in. There was a tactical switch, as I said, needed in the first half. Jose didn't spot it. His tactical genius didn't spot it. Clearly targeted Doherty down uh, um, down our right-hand side. Um, and getting, you know, Turney gets in uh, fantastic crosses. He'd been doing that three, four, five times in the first half. Lamella was absolutely unreal, a superb performance, and then an absolute idiot, absolute idiot to do what he did. Ne- never needed to do that. We gifted them a penalty. It was just a, basically an awful day at the office. And you look at the stats. I mean, we had three shots on target the whole game. So did they, by the way, which is actually quite surprising. And, and, and like you said at the, at the top of the show, they didn't beat us today. We lost. And that is a difference. And that is why I'm so angry. It's on all of them. I know we're getting to it. I know you're going to say it's Joe it's this player, it's that player. The reality of the situation is today in a North London derby, it didn't seem to matter. It didn't seem to matter. And look, I, I will say that we lost Son um, pretty early on in, in, in the football match, but we were still woeful before Son went off. So let's get it right. And let's just suck it up. It was an absolute disgraceful performance from start to finish. And um, we've got to put that one to bed, I'm afraid. Stick it in the archives and move on. I totally agree. Um, John, let me come around to you because that's not the first time Spurs haven't shown up at Arsenal. And it still feels like Spurs are playing the club rather than the team at times. But the passivity was just infectious in all the wrong ways. And I know I just spoke to you about this off air that effectively Arsenal, they shit themselves when we got anywhere near their 18-yard box and, you know, we decided to sit off them and let them have their way with us. You know, handbrake off when we're down to 10 men and 2-1 down. A defeat which ends Spurs' real spring renaissance and opens up old wounds again that leaves Mourinho facing very familiar questions. I mean, what are your thoughts, John, on that display? Yeah, I'm absolutely devastated. I mean, to not turn up for a North London derby is just totally unacceptable. You know, the, pl- the players just weren't there today and it looked like we were the ones who were off in the Galapagos on Thursday, travelling back today. Arsenal looked fresh, Arsenal looked up for it. They were the ones that were away. We were at home and it showed no advantage whatsoever. From minute one, we didn't turn up for that North London derby. And for me, that's unacceptable. This is the one game that I look forward to more than any other the whole season. It's the one that means everything to our support. People say Chelsea, West Ham, it don't mean shit. This is the game we all look out for. This is the game that's going to fuck me off all week. This is the game that I really care about and I wish the players cared as well because tonight was an absolute disgrace. We've gone there with far worse sides and they've had far better sides and we've put in better showings than that, I'll tell you. Tonight, we just didn't lay a glove on them from moment one. There was no creativity. You know, yes, we lost Sun early on, but to then take off Endombele, okay, was poor, but you need those players that do create things. We really limited ourselves by taking off all our creative players and in the end, it came down to Lucas having to beat four or five players. He was outstanding, by the way, and he was the only one to try and make something happen. And And I'm absolutely devastated because this is a terrible Arsenal side. They are 10th in the table. We were seven points above them going into this game. And we've just gone there and just surrendered to the, the history of Arsenal. We've gone there to surrender to their, you know, their supremacy over us at that stadium. And we've just not turned up. And it's not acceptable. You know, this is the Tottenham side that have been in good form. We've won five in a row before this. 
We have players coming into good form. We've got Sun, we've got Kane, we've got Bale. And from minute one, prior to Sun going off injured, we offered absolutely nothing. And tonight, I'm just absolutely furious. I'm not really sure where the blame lies. Was it in the setup? Was it, you know, but the setup was good. The setup was what we would have all chosen, bar all the effort authority, the lineup we would have all picked, and the players just didn't show up. And I'm, I'm absolutely devastated tonight because that's a, a really poor, poor Arsenal side that we've lost to. And we've given up a fantastic opportunity to go not only 10 points above them, but to also get the double over them for the first time since the 92 93 season in an empty stadium. You know, you're not going to, and without Aubameyang. You cannot ask for better chances than that. And we just fucked it up completely. And I'm absolutely devastated tonight. Yeah, no, like we all are, John. I mean, you know, and coming to you, like John says there, no Aubameyang before kickoff. And that would have given every Tottenham fan a lift because of the nature of, you know, the goal-scoring record he's got for Arsenal. And almost Spurs, in a way, the way we come out to approach the game, man, was just not a team that have been in the form that we've been in. And it's almost like we reverted back to type. You know, in these kind of games where Mourinho sees it as a high-pressure game to get a result. But, I mean, having said that, there was some spirit shown in the last 15 minutes for 10 men. Arsenal's game management went to bits, let's be honest about it. But otherwise, that was, as I've said, painfully passive. The lacking of basic combativeness that you'd expect in an all-London derby after a decent period against lesser sides and it's yet another step backwards. So how angry are you, Anne, by the nature of that performance? Oh, where do I start, mate? Where do I start? I've been a Spurs fan, like you boys, and that's why I love coming on the show. The passion that we've got for our club, yeah? I wish them 11 players that play today showed the same passion that we do after every show. Yeah, win, lose or draw. I am absolutely fuming. That today was a disgrace. That today was the worst North London derby I think I've ever, ever seen. Yeah, and we've seen some shockers. As John said, you know, they're not in the 90s, at least would show up. Yeah, we've lost games. Fine. But the way we lost today, it took us 80 minutes to start playing football. Are you having a laugh? Are you joking? 80 minutes, we went one nil up and we're sitting back. We're sitting back. We invited pressure. They've done a number on us tonight. Yeah, they weren't great. Of course they weren't great. But they hit the post twice. It could have been 5-1 today if the post weren't our best mate. It's, a, it's disgraceful, lads. I'm not having it. Where does the blame lie? With everyone. Everyone in that team today. Management, players, everyone. Because what I saw tonight was pathetic. Was pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. From start to finish. Yeah? I don't mind losing 2-1. Fine, it's Spurs. We lose. But to go out like that, to, to start having the shot on the 80th minute and start trying to play a bit of football... Nah, mate. Nah, I'm not having that. Disgraceful. So, you know, and I feel every emotion in your light there because, you know, a North London derby, the biggest game for any Tottenham fan is of our season. Of course, this in the reverse fixture, you know, Premier League is the first game you look out for when that obviously schedule is released. It's always the first games you look out for, the games that we want to see the team be the most up for, the most passionate, the most want to win. That just simply wasn't there. I mean, Lee, coming back round to you, it does kind of beg the question as to why you start that team with all the ability to attack and press, but then it does seem to ask them to sit back and invite it on. And again, it's one of those where it's big questions of both the manager and the players. Where do you sit on that, Lee? You know, is it a case where these players shouldn't need an introduction, shouldn't need a guide? It is the North London derby. It is the biggest fixture for Tottenham Hotspur fans all around the world. 
Or do you look at it and think, hold on a second, it's also about how they're being asked to set up and instructed to by the manager? I think doing the show straight after the game, as well as the fact that it is an awful London derby, is very difficult to get rational analysis. Um, because, you know, we want to blame somebody. But I think Ant just summed it up perfectly. We blame everyone. Like, you know, from start to finish, like if you look at the tactics in that game, regardless of whether or not Jose's gone out and said, right, team, go park the bus, right? Regardless, if he has, it, it, we never know if he has or hasn't said it, right? But it looked like he had. But, but in the team that he picked, it looked like he hadn't. Do, do you get what I mean? It doesn't make sense to turn around and go, bail, I want you to track back. Like, he wouldn't have turned around to bail and gone, I need you to track back and, you know, um, and park the bus. Or, or, or why play him there? If that's what you're going to do, change the personnel to part of the bus. Like, he wouldn't have played Ndombele and Hoiber in the centre of the park if he was going to part the bus. He'd have stuck Sissoko in. So it doesn't look like to me that we've gone out tactically to, to park the bus per se. We've scored, we uh, in our last, what, three or four home games, we've scored four goals apiece, our last four home games. So we're in really good form in that, in that way. Uh, we saw against Fulham, um, the minute that we started to drop back, drop back away from home and get deeper and deeper, we're under pressure. Um, and, you know, in my opinion, I think we, we absolutely got away with one against Fulham the other week, but nonetheless, we, we got away with it. Today, we didn't get away with it. And, you know, it just, I, I don't want to, I'm not, when I say this, I'm not comparing Poch to Jose, well, I'm not comparing that, but I remember Pochettino saying in his book that he can, ter- he, he can work out within the first 60 seconds or, or whatever is three minutes of football, how that game's going to pan out. And I wrote on the WhatsApp group, in our WhatsApp group, lads, didn't I? We literally, I think it was a minute and a half on the clock and I went, really poor start. No, because they, because they had the intent, like you said, they had the energy, they had the enthusiasm, they had the intent. And it just felt like that we didn't have the, didn't have the legs or didn't have the energy or the, or the attitude. And that's what I remember getting really wild on this show. It's probably the Love Sports Show actually a couple of years ago when we lost to Watford. Do you remember, Rick? And I went mad because it was we lost to Watford. We went 1-0 up with a dodgy goal and then we lost 2-1. And it was purely down to attitude. And I think that's what riles us the most. If you Look, I, I can take a defeat. I can take a worldie going in the top left-hand corner or whatever against us if we've gone toe-to-toe. Like against the Everton. The, 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 you know, the 5-4, like at least we had a go. At least we were there having a go today until, the, as Ant said, spot on, until the last 10 minutes. Kane didn't even have a touch in their box until like the 78th minute. And, uh, you know, and uh, you can't criticise Kane because of what he does for the football club and probably same with Bale, what he's done for the football club. But they were non-existent today. Absolutely zero, non-existent until, the, until you know, the last 10 minutes or whatever and Bale would obviously come off. I just think that we needed another body in midfield, which is one of the reasons why he brought off Ndombele. Because again, not being funny, Ndombele was having a shocker. Let's call it how it is. He well, wasn't a lot playing of, well. Yeah. Apart, from, a, playing apart well. from Mora and maybe you'd say Lamella, yeah. there was very few players that you could say, you know, they, it felt like they gave it their all out there. And that's a very yeah. hard thing to say yeah. about football and not giving it their all. But just performance-wise, you can only say what you see. But you, exactly, and you, you know, at the end of the day, what's so frustrating and makes me so angry is like what we've already said, and everyone's seen it, right? Everyone will be saying the same thing. They'll be nodding their heads or shaking their heads or whatever when we're talking about this, which is basically, why can't you start the game like we played in the last 10 minutes? By the way, we had 10 men. We played our best football when we had 10 men. We had Because 
because the it was almost like well we ain't got no choice now. That hence what I said in, in in my opening gambit. Like we ain't got no choice. We have to go and do something. Why can't we start the game like that? We started the game like that the other week against Burnley. We started the game like that against uh, against Dynamo. We started the game like that against Crystal Palace. Why can't we go and do that against Arsenal? They're a mid-table team. They're tenth in the Premier League. Seven points behind us. They're you know not being funny. They're shocking. And and we we just gifted it to them. And like you said right at the beginning, we lost that football match today. They didn't win it. We absolutely gifted it to them. I mean, they had three shots on target. I know they're, mm. they're at the bar and the post, right? That's three shots. One of them's a penalty, which yeah. we gifted them, by the way. Mm. So they, they, you know, it was a 50-50 game before the, before the match kicked off, and we just let them have it. And that is just unacceptable. Yeah, and that's that's the hardest thing, isn't it? They say, let, letting them have the game. I mean, John, coming around to you, you know, we say here that on paper... You know, our team, you do feel it, it's miles clearer of theirs, despite all the deficiencies Spurs have. You know, we know the squad isn't good enough in certain areas. It needs to be improved. But the concern is, John, that, you know, there's real no urgency, no plan. Uh, the tactics don't seem to have any real in-depth structure to them as such when you're trying to watch them. And the fact is, at the moment, that, you know, how many times have we not turned up for a big game this season? It, it's just too many to remember. Is there anything wider, John, to this game that's concerning you on the whole? I mean, we've come off the back of a really good run of form in the Premier League, but yet it still feels that there's just something not quite right. Yeah, you're bang, you're bang on, Ricky. You say we're not quite right, but look, whenever we've played anyone decent recently, be that West Ham away, who are doing well this season, Chelsea, Liverpool twice, we've lost. You know, we might have done well, stat padding a bit in the Europa League and, and a win over Burnley and that sort of thing, but Maybe the harsh reality is, as soon as we play anybody who's half decent, we lose. Um, and, that, and that's very depressing. And that's a home truth that's going to hit hard with a few people because there has been an improvement in some performances. The likes of Davidson Sanchez has looked better in recent weeks. But again, he did a Davidson Sanchez there. I know Mourinho's come out and said, oh, it's an offence to football and all this sort of shit. It was a penalty. You know, it was clumsy in the box. And it, it's a wider issue of that he's not good enough to play for Tottenham. You know, one good game against Burnley without Wood and without... Um, the other very good forward they have at Barnes um, you know doesn't excuse him for the recent poor performances yes he's been a bit better but again today he's let us down and I'm really disappointed and the fact that Mourinho hasn't really come up with anything when we've lost under that injury uh, it is really disappointing and, and not stemmed the tide you could see the way the game was going we had the chance at half time to, to rejig things and go again and we didn't do that so that's that's really disappointing and it's just overall bad day for everyone associated with the club that starts with the players uh, to the manager. And if I can come around to you, you know, we discuss a lot about the manager and obviously that talk as always, you know, when you win, that seems to die down. And this is not a show that we try and be perverse. One minute we're saying the manager in, one minute we're saying the manager out. We try and I think give a fair balance as to what we're seeing on a game by game basis as to where Spurs are improving, where they're lacking. We try and judge the bigger picture and not just every week sack the manager hire a new one, bring a different manager in. But what I'm trying to get to at the moment for me is that Spurs play well against attacking teams and it looks good when they play like that. But when they're clearly asked and, and instructed to sit back and counter against a mid-table team, it is just so infuriating and frustrating. And it almost seems as that, you know, Mourinho is maybe overthinking it. And you just maybe just want to say, look, just be positive. Take those shackles off. Let the players take control because it feels like, Ant, when you go into these kind of bigger games where there is that shackle around the players, that 
there's almost something stopping them from performing. Do you see where I'm coming from? Because we've, we've got mistakes in us, Rick. You see what I'm saying? It's going to happen. Lamella getting sent off today. He's never been sent off in his life, but he gets sent off today. Sanchez making silly mistakes. You're going to make silly mistakes. I was sitting there, Rick, and lads, I was sitting there watching the TV going, who's going to make a mistake today? Let's have a little look. Oh, yeah, he's giving the ball away. We couldn't string two passes together. So what gives us the right to sit here today and go, yeah, we did all right. Yeah, they were poor. They won the game. What do you, they were poor, but they still won the game, lads. I can't be sitting here. We were shocking from minute one. From minute one. They had their, they'd done a number on us. They, they haven't got better players than us. I've done so many pods this week, North London pods. Putting your best 11, your combined 11. There's been one Arsenal player in the combined 11. How many combined 11s are you going to have today? Judging by that performance. It's not good enough. It's not good enough. You know, they've done a number on us. Hoybier was has been Spurs, bless him. Um, and Dombele was non-existent. I thought the subs could have been better. I would have taken Doherty off. Don't want to single him out, but you was having a shocker. Put Aurier on. Aurier can whip balls in. They've had no deliveries in the box, you know? And I'm just fed up of trying to analyse what, what went wrong. What went wrong today was they went out on the pitch at the Emirates with no passion and no fight. And it's been 10 years. The last time we beat them, Bale was still at Spurs. Yeah, He's yeah. gone to Real Madrid, cut one X amount of trophies and come back and we still haven't beaten them. Is that good enough? Is nope. that good enough? No. Nope. Not good not. enough, lads. No, nope. it's not. Fed it's up not. of it. It's just every time against them lot. Mm. They could be 18. Mm. They still turn up against us. Yeah. No, I mean, and listen, I, I hear you and I feel you. I mean, Lee, you know, there'll be people saying, you know, about the setup, the style of it, the nature of it. There'll be some that believe the players are fully at fault for this. Um, just to kind of get your opinion on this, because, you know, on Thursday before the game, Runa's asked about his plan. He said, look, I look up, I don't look down. If Arsenal was seven points ahead of us, I'd look to them. But because we have seven points more than them, I don't look down. And yet Spurs set up today like they were David facing Goliath. It was just the most bizarre you know, for me, the set the setup. Did, did am am I going? Did they, did they though? Well, it, it just felt like Lee. We set. It felt like Lee from minute one. We set. We we sat back. We invited the oh, pressure we, on. Yeah, we. But but in terms of personnel, so like we talking about on paper when when that team came out, mm. probably oh, other than Doherty, yeah. and 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 only because you know I do generally no, hindsight is a wonderful thing, but he did have mm. a bad game today. But so did loads of other people. Yeah, but I would I would have played Aurier rather than Doherty. But in terms of fitness thing, in terms of he's playing regular on and maybe he wants regular on to bomb on a little bit more and just Doherty to hold back a bit um, for for defensive cover. That team, everyone would have picked. Like I'm, I'm 95% certain that people would have picked that team that he, that he started with today. And when you start with Mora, who scored, I don't know, three or four goals in his last six appearances with a couple of assists. When you, when you, pick, when you pick Bale, who scored six or seven goals in the last, uh, sorry, six goals in his last seven appearances, a couple of assists. When you, when you pick Son and Kane, don't need to go through their stats. They're just basic goats. When you pick them four as a front four, you, no one can tell me that he's picked a side that's going to sit back. You know, because it doesn't make sense. If he's done that, he's even worse. Is he worse manager than some of his biggest critics are saying? Because actually, if he wanted to park the bus and do a low block job, he should have been playing the likes of Bergwijn and you know the other you know, the other people, so that he can he can get them running back the other way. Because you're never getting Bale doing that. 
So, so, so for me, in terms of when you talk about setup, I think that I think that the personnel, if he set us up to go to do to be passive, and this is this is what I'm trying to say, Rick. It's a big if because we definitely was passive. There's absolutely no doubt about that. But did he set us up to do that, or was he trying to say to us? What, what, why are we doing that? For me, we dropped 15, 20 yards deeper than where we needed to be. We should have been pushing up and defending. That's what I mean by the setup. Yeah, that's what yeah. I mean by the and, setup. Yeah, and that's the, yeah, exactly that. And, and and I just think that in the first, in the first six, seven, eight minutes of a football match, when you're away from home, you've got to test the goalkeeper. This is in my opinion. You've got to test. You've got to get the ball and have a go and show some sort of intent. And we didn't do that at all. And it was so easy for Arsenal to do. So I just think that the tactical genius of Jose Mourinho and Jao Sacramento and, you know, the, the amount of an analysis that they've got in the game and what they actually do, why didn't, this is my question to, to the staff and to the management team, why didn't you change it when you knew that Turney got, got past and in that universe of space, more space um, than the universe down that left-hand side. Why don't you change it in the first 10 minutes? It's a tactical switch, just a little tweak to the team. But you didn't do it. You just left him out there. And and now, now he's getting battered and pelters. Shouldn't play for Spurs again. And, you know, criticism, you know, you know, rightly so and whatever. But he had zero support. There were, it was 1v1 every time down there. And it was just ridiculous. I was just putting balls in behind him because he was either cut. He was he was either defending too narrow, like with like cutting in as another almost like a um, another centre back, um, or he was he was up the pitch a little bit and they were just putting balls in behind him. There's no one covering him, so you know he was almost left out to dry it. And that for me is the management team. You, know, you should be able to see that and go right. Let's make a tweak. And for me, it would have been pulling Lucas from his number 10 role, essentially, and putting Bow in the number 10 role and then going, Lucas, track back a bit and going to help your man out because Bow wasn't doing it as enough. There's no point playing Gareth Bale if you're going to expect him to come back and defend. There's just no, there's no point. So I don't think he's set up to be low block. I, I think that the team were too passive in, in our first 10, 15 minutes. It set the tone for the game and we, and we couldn't recover it until, like I said, in the 80th minute, when we were down to 10 men, when Bow was already off, people talking about, you know, the Sissoko coming on. If you if you look at the way they set up, they had an extra man in midfield. And it was so easy, it was so easy for them. Mm. Like against Hoiberg and against uh, Undumbele as well. So he, he brings on Sissoko to kind of try and get an extra, another body in midfield. I kind of understand why, why he did that. Uh, and Dembele wasn't having a um, you know the, the best game, and then it, the, the next substitution was for Delhi to come on, almost for the Gareth Bale side of things. So so he had to go defensive before we can go attack. I'm not sticking up for Jose. I'm just trying to give you my my view. You asked me, yeah, of course, no, of course, yeah, no, appreciate it. Yeah, we set up mm. you know, Regulon, how many crosses in the box today? Lee, you're spot on. You listen. Whatever we say about the manager, you can't sit here and try and you know stand behind many of these players' performances. Bar maybe I say Lucas Mora, who worked very very hard. Lamella had his moment, but maybe had his moment. I mean, that's that's nine other players on the field. There's still nine other players on the field that haven't shown up. Kane is Tottenham Hotspur. He's like, yeah. he's, he's, he, I love this is his, his fixture. This is his fixture. His thing. Yeah. And, you know, to be fair, it comes yeah. to the party. You know, everyone, when, when he was over that free kick, everyone was thinking, why are, you getting, why are you taking this free kick? You ain't scored one since Villa four and a half years ago, whatever. But to be fair to him, it was a brilliant free kick and hit the post. And he did score and it was offside. But, you know, so he did come to the party in the end. But in the like after the 80th minute, like, why aren't we coming to the party before that? 
It's because we're defending too deep and being too passive. Yeah. You can see the tempo was too slow. We weren't passing the ball yeah. at all. One, two touch football. Where was it? It was just slow. It was laborious. It was almost like, and this is where I put, put some, some blame on Jose. It was almost like, take the sting out of the game. Let's nullify what they're going to do. Let's just be pretty boring with it. And that's what it was. Just make it a boring game. And it was, not only was it boring and tedious, it was woeful. Um, and, you know, we got what we deserved. A hundred percent, we got what we deserved. Yeah. We've got to learn from that and move on. Um, you know, the run is ended. The five game uh, on, on the bounce, it's run is ended. We've got to go again. Yeah, we're going to talk about some moments in that game in the second half. But before we do, just want to ask John to finish up really just on this kind of subject that we're on at the moment. Um, I mean, Lee, you mentioned there about the substitution. What I can quite understand for me is that, you know, why bring Sissoko for Bauer to cover for Doherty when you could substitute him for Aurea without losing an attacking player? That's for me why I didn't quite understand the substitution there. But John, you know, at the moment, since Spurs beat Arsenal to go top of the Premier League in December, they have played a top half Premier League team eight times, seven in the league, one in the FA Cup. They have lost all eight of those games. You know, that's hardly the Mourinho masterclass that we, you know, we would Jose expect. Jose broken his own records, mate. Come to Spurs, you will break your own records, Jose. Can you, you believe that, stat, John? Is that believable, that? Yeah, you know, so I made the point earlier about as soon as we play anybody good, we seem to lose. You know, we seem to fill ourselves with false optimism, stat padding against these lower teams. Uh, and then as soon as we play anyone decent, it gets real. You know, we see the real disappointing performances, Doherty, Sanchez, you know. And I'm not going to, you know, Endon Bele was awful tonight. Let's not escape criticism because we rate players normally or whatever. He was very, very poor, gave away the ball all the time. He's a player that's improved leaps and bounds this season. But tonight he was absolutely awful. Um, and I don't want him to escape with, you know, people saying, oh, well, just blaming Doherty or whoever. Ndombele was also awful, awful tonight. Um, and yeah, it's really disappointing. You know, we played a shit Everton side and we shipped five to them and got kicked out the cup. It's depressing. As soon as you play anyone half good, West Ham lost. Um, Liverpool getting done all over the gas, play us twice, beat us twice. It's really depressing, actually. Really depressing. And serious questions have to be asked. And I'm one of the people that said I'm going to stick with Jose till the end of the season because we're in that cup final. And we've got a few irons in the fire with the Europa League and the FA Cup at the time. But that's now gone. Look, who am I kidding myself? If we can't go to Arsenal when they haven't got Aubameyang, when they're, in, they're actually shit Arsenal, they're 10th. 10th, right? And we can't go there. What master plan has he got to beat Man City in the final? I'm filling myself with false optimism saying that. And serious questions have got to be asked of this club from top to bottom. John, if we were sorry, lad, if we come up against a big side in the Europa League now, yeah, all right, we beat if Dynamo's listen, we haven't, we haven't beaten them yet. Um, okay, we beat them next week, yeah. All everyone's all happy, great, fab, we're in the quarterfinals, and we come up against a bigger and better side. As you're talking today, are you boys confident? Seriously, let's put our hands on ours. Not on a display like that, not on a display no. like that. How can you be? Well, how can you be confident if we're gonna perform like that? How can you be confident in any game? It's ridiculous. Mm. Every top team we played, we struggled. Yeah, he's broken his own records anyway. Mm. No, on that top team thing, the fact that we went to Everton, right, and let in five. Yeah, five goals. Five, and they are shit, Everton. I'm sorry, they got done by Burnley yesterday. They drew with West Brom the other week, and they're not a good side, Everton. And we let in five and got kicked out the cup. It's depressing. Mm. As soon as we let anybody half good or the same level as us, we lose. You mm. know, I think we've got Villa coming up in a couple of weeks. Are we going to win yeah. at Villa? It's Jack Grealish is back, isn't he? Jack Grealish is back. It, it, you know, Watkins, Grealish, you know, yeah. I don't know. 
I have to say, just also, just the nature, obviously, we record straight after kickoff. So I hope you can appreciate our emotions are running very, very high. Like I say, we try and provide instant reaction. Hence, at the moment, no listener questions, but it's straight after a game. But we are going to go for a quick break. And when we return, we'll be discussing some of the key moments from that game um, that I'm sure some will not want to look back on. But listen, that's what we're here to do. Um, thank you, as always. Hope you've enjoyed that first half. Do not go anywhere. We're back after this very, very short break. 2021 is looking up, which means there should be plenty of new opportunities for you to grow your business. Whether you're shifting business hours or hiring more remote employees, one thing that remains unchanged is the importance of having the right people on your team. When you're ready to make that next hire, LinkedIn Jobs can help by matching your role with qualified candidates so that you can find the right person quickly and to lend a helping hand, your first job post is free. LinkedIn is an active community of professionals with more than 30 million members in the UK. Getting started is easy and their new features can help you find qualified candidates quickly. Post a job with targeted screening questions and they'll quickly get your role in front of qualified candidates. Manage job posts and contact candidates from a single view on the familiar LinkedIn.com as functions are streamlined onto one simple screen. And now you can do all this from your mobile device. No matter where the day takes you, that's how LinkedIn Jobs can help you hire the right person faster. This is your call to action. When your business is ready to make that next hire, find the right person with LinkedIn Jobs. And now you can post a job for free. Just visit linkedin.com slash spurs. Again, that's linkedin.com slash spurs to post a job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Phoenix 51 is a powerful employee technology enabling organizations to make data-driven decisions at every stage of the employee journey from hiring through benchmarking and development too. The platform provides detailed analytics on the most important asset in your business, your people, enabling organizations not only to make the correct hiring decisions, but also how to benchmark, train and retain them. Phoenix 51 powering your people decisions through every part of the employee journey. Hello and welcome back to the second half of the last word on Spurs. If you're still listening, thank you for sticking by us. Thank you for sticking with us on the back of a disappointing, devastating result. Of course, no one ever likes to lose an North London derby, especially in the manner of how we have done. Now, um, ahead of the game, we saw Jose Mourinho keep faith with his last Premier League lineup. That meant he chose the same team that overcame Crystal Palace, which meant Gareth Bale was once again back in the starting lineup alongside Lucas Moura, Sergio Reguilon, and Pierre Emi Hoybier coming back in as well after that Europa League victory in the midweek against Dynamo Zagreb. And, um, you know, many couldn't believe their eyes when Eric Lamella scored a goal. For the ages, that will be played over and over and over again. Maybe not this game itself, but the goal, in essence, you know, it was just a wonderful goal. And um, it wouldn't be fair to not give that a mention coming to you, Lee, because, I mean, it was just simply phenomenal from Eric Lamella. That left the bench going foie, us going foie, and thinking at the time, you know what, this would be the most incredible result, bearing in mind how poorly we played up until that point. Well, again, we didn't we didn't deserve to be in front, that's for sure. And football can be like that, can't it? Sometimes you don't get what you deserve, but you know, sometimes you do. And we certainly did in the in the end result today. Um, but it was an outstanding, like an unbelievable goal. I mean, unbelievable goal from Eric Lamella. 
I think the ball comes down the left-hand side. Regulon puts in a rare cross. Um, I don't think you put in a lot of crosses tonight because of the nature of the game and the way it was played. Uh, Lucas uh, takes the ball down and uh, feeds it off to Lamella. And because he hasn't got a right foot, let's get that right, by the way, because he hasn't got a right foot, he Rabona. Is it a Rabona? A Rabona? Uh, I'm calling it a Rabona. Um, and it was absolutely world-class. We've seen him do it in the past. Um, I'd like to say I called it on the last pod. I actually said the only way Eric can get better is to do another Rabona. And he actually did. Couldn't make it up. Um, and at that point, you just thought, oh, well, maybe this is a turning point. It was arrowed into that bottom right-hand corner. It was a fantastic goal. Um, he couldn't believe it. Sir, um, Regulon definitely couldn't believe it. He had his hands on his head and, the, you know, his unbelievable finish. Um but again, just going back to, you know, kind of the passive nature of where we are, as soon as, you know, Arsenal responded really well to, to going 1-0 down. We didn't kick on. We didn't we didn't get confidence from that goal. We, we, we kind of just regressed today. Um, and it was almost like, you know, that belief wasn't there that we was going we to win. And as Ant and, and John have said, you know, they're 10th in the Premier League. They're, you know, they're not a good side this year. Um, haven't been a good side for for a good few years, and they were there for the taking. So, but on the goal, um, it was a fa- it was a fantastic goal. He, he meant it. It mm. was a brilliant, brilliant finish, world class finish. Um, and you do think to yourself with a Lamella there, you think to yourself, you know what? Fair play, like you've gone and got yourself a, a goal. That a, a big goal. It was a big a goal. Big, big goal. And I, then thirty-five I, minutes later, yeah, he slaps the fellow in the face. Blatant. Yeah. Um, you saw Mourinho's reaction. He was so angry. He couldn't even look at. Yeah, yeah. I think, what are you doing? Like, yeah. why would you do but that? This is, Lame- I mean, this is, you couldn't make up. I mean, if someone said to you, totally what, is, what is a lamella? That. Those two moments totally are that. what make up lamella. Exactly so you've got an unbelievable somewhere. moment and then you've got that unbelievable craziness in his game. John, coming around to you. I mean, it was another example of lamella's determination to not shoot with his right. It was a beautiful finish. And I think it's only right, you know, as someone like you, you love seeing goals scored against Arsenal. Does that rank? high up there for you? I mean, obviously the result, listen, that powers into insignificance, but the goal itself? Yeah, the goal was unbelievable. And actually, if you ask me, we've scored the three best goals ever scored at the Emirates. You've got David Bentley's goal from the halfway line. You've got Dimitar Berbatov's from the tightest of angles. And they've got Lamelles today. And unfortunately, not many of them count for anything. Um, but there we go. You know, it was an unbelievable goal. And had we gone on and won that game, it would have been one that's gone down in the ages and one that's remembered forever. So it's deeply unfortunate that we've gone on and lost that game. And that's Lamella summed up. I've made the point on the pod multiple times. He's someone I'd look to move on in the summer because for me, he's never available for selection. And when he is today, he can do something crazy good like that and then let us down in such a massive way. So, yeah, look, it was an unbelievable goal and I just wish I could have remembered it. It's one of my favourite ever Spurs goals, which it would have been had we gone on and won that game 1-0. I would have loved it. It was beautiful. It was everything I love in a skillful attacking player to do something creative like that. Only, yeah. You know, not many players can actually do that. Mm. He did that and delivered it. And it really swept into that bottom corner against those wankers as well. It, you know, it was unbelievable. And I was so happy when it went in. And it's just, it's wasted now. It's been taken away, isn't it? The feeling of it. The team yeah. and him himself let us down. Doing yeah. stupid stuff like that. Mm. You know, it's really disappointing. And, and I'm just gutted tonight. Yeah. And coming around to you, um, a player this season that we know really, even himself admitting that he's not been at his heaviest heights at, at Spurs. And that's Matt Doherty. You know, beaten too easily by Tierney down his flank. And, you know, picked out Odegaard in the box and the Arsenal man shot deflected off out of Ireland to wrong foot Lloris. I mean, if I was to say to you, Ant, give me a compilation of all of the goals Spurs have conceded. That's another one in the category where it's almost like a, you know, a carbon copy goal of what we've conceded all season. A deflection, an individual error, put together, 
And it's almost like you say every week, you know what's coming in this team, that there's just errors throughout, you know, the whole backline defence, however you want to word them, as a, as a collective. And again, you know, we're, we're at a point where we're one up, not deservedly one up, but we're, we're one up, you know, and we let the game go like that. Yeah, one, one. Yeah. 45th minute, minute as always, um, whether it be a free kick, corner, set piece. I had it coming. I saw it coming. Um, I did a show the other day. I, I predicted we'll win uh, 2-1. But, and I said Odegaard will score his first ever Premier League goal for Arsenal. And it, and it happened today. Um, concentration was appalling. Um, I think I've read a stat here. Tottenham Hotspur right back is Doherty has, has made the most individual errors out of all Spurs defenders in all competitions, leading to goals being conceded in open play. And as, as I said once in a song called All Rise, I'll rest my case. Yeah. I don't know what, what else do you want me to say? No, no, no. You've, and, we're, we're saying, yeah, we say the same thing every week, don't we, on this? It's the problem. We're the, we're the same goals we concede. I can't sit here, Rick, and go, yeah, but he, he, he's normally that and he's normally this. Well, mm. change your game now, yeah? yeah? You've been there nearly a year. Change your game. Yeah. Yeah? You, you train every day. Mm. What do you do in training? Yeah, but he's a right wing back. Yeah, but deal with it. Do you know what? It's, it's interesting. The, the ball's in the box. The, the Sorry, the crossing. Beat the first man. Mm. The Wolves, he was doing that week in, week out. I, I just wonder, and you know, you know, you do see this where players, they go to a bigger club and for whatever reason, it just doesn't quite work. And I just wonder, Lee, coming to you regarding Doherty, you know, Arsenal, I don't think this was a deliberate tactic they were doing, but they absolutely overloaded him in the first half and he got very little help. But the equaliser before the break was all about being beaten, really, as I said, kind of too easy on a one-on-one situation. Do you think teams now, Lee, are kind of lining up with Doherty, actually seeing him as a weak link at Tottenham and know that they can be exposed? Because um, it feels like, especially over the course last couple of months, social media, as it always is with Tottenham, the hysteria over Doherty, obviously people feel he's not good enough and that's obviously clear. Um, I think we've seen players come and not hit the dizziest heights. They need a second scene to settle in the club. Do you see it working for Doherty Lee, or is it just one of those transfers that just quite frankly just hasn't worked and won't work long term? Well, it hasn't worked um, thus far, that's for sure. Um, I think that I I said that yeah, he'd had his best game in a Spurs shirt um, last last game um, out, which is probably one of the reasons why not Jose listens to me clearly, but probably one of the reasons why he got played today because he did play. Uh, he didn't play brilliantly for as a right back, but he, for him, he played well. He was the best game that he played the last game, um, and that's probably why he, he stayed in the team. Um, so hindsight's a wonderful thing. Ultimately, I, I don't think it was all Doherty's fault today. I think, like I said before, there was no support. You know, so so you know you can't keep just letting this fella. You know, we talk about uh, parking the bus. He's been thrown under the bus in the match. No one was supporting him. No one was getting over there. Where was the leadership in game to say come and drop in here? Where was the where was the tactical nous on the bench to actually say Gareth's not going to run back the other way, but Lucas has got energy to burn all day long. Let's move it around. Let's put let's put our number nine in the hole and then put number twenty seven run, running backwards. Uh, for a bit, just to nullify that a bit. If you're going to nullify stuff, you know, sometimes it is about just having a look at how the game pans out. But in terms of, you know, it, it has his transfer worked out? No, it hasn't. Um, obviously, he's a self-confessed Arsenal fan, um, so maybe done them a bit of a favour tonight as well. It's a bit of 
tongue in cheek, of course. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that it's the right back has been a problem for since the day Carl Walker left. Uh, it was my, I think it was my very first show on this uh, on this amazing pod that you once invited me on to, and you can't get rid of me since. Um, as uh, I think I said it to you, Rick, I said, you know, losing Carl Walker will be a major problem for Tottenham, and it, it has actually been that. I mean, Trippier stepped up. And there's no doubt about that. Uh, scored an unbelievable free kick in the World Cup semi-final. Um, so yeah, he, he obviously got ability to do that. But again, always a Rick in him trips over himself, scores an own goal at Chelsea. Yeah. Who mm. don't remember that? You know, so that we we've had a problem um, at, at this uh, at this football club as uh, for for right backs. Um, but but equally as well, you have got Serge Aurier there. Um, so you know what you know didn't. Did Jose set up? And I don't want to go too attacking. Two attacking fullbacks on the pitch at the same time would be our, would be perfect in, in in terms of what I'm. What thinking. would be what would be the harm with that? Yeah, what yeah would be exactly the harm? that. Yeah. It would be absolutely beautiful. Because when they, you saw, like, I, I, I sound like a broken record here, but you saw that last ten minutes, they were absolutely terrified when we went forward. Yeah. That was and with ten minutes. He was getting forward, like exactly. with ten men, and yeah. he was actually getting forward. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's, like, yeah. it's madness. Yeah, it's madness. I mean, again, this is what I'm talking about. It, it's just when you talk about it, it just even makes it even more frustrating. It really does. I mean. I John, I mean, John's obviously with us tonight. And I think John yeah. said before, didn't you, buddy, about, you know, uh, you know, move Doherty on in the summer. Um, yeah, and certainly tonight, that, that hasn't, that wouldn't have changed your mind, would it? No, I mean, it just hasn't worked out. Let's just move on while we can still recoup a decent fee for him. Someone will take him, don't get me wrong. He walks into a, you know, a lower level Premier League team. Maybe Wolves would have him back because Semedo has been a disaster. So, you know, half the money, send him back to Wolves and we just start again and we recruit somebody new because it hasn't worked out. And by persisting with him, you know, we're not gaining anything. And we're in a situation with Aurier where he's only going to have one year left on his contract in the summer. So we need to regroup the whole right-back situation. I'd move on both, to be honest with you. As much as Aurier is better than Doherty, for me, he's still not the answer for Tottenham long-term. John, sticking with you, I can for a second. Just want to talk to you about the Davidson Sanchez penalty incident because it seems to, at the moment, be... Um, a split, really. Some feel it's a harsh decision. Some feel it's an absolute stonewall penalty. Uh, the fact of the matter is that, you know, brought down Lacazette in the box. VAR checked it. It was given. What do you make of that? The actual incident itself, John, for you, was that a nailed on penalty or is it still up for debate in your mind? Look, I think it's up for debate, but with certain defenders, that situation doesn't arise. If that's Toby, that situation doesn't happen. It happens with Sanchez. It happens with Ben Davis. It happens with Aurier. It happens with Dyer. It happens with defenders that are not good enough. They put themselves in these positions where they don't read the game properly. They have moments of lapse of concentration and it ends up with a situation like that. All four of those players I just named to you shouldn't be at Tottenham Hotspur Football Club if we're serious. We are the eighth richest club in world football, right? We have the best training ground. We have the best stadium in the Premier League. Why don't we act like it? We need to go out this summer and invest in players that we deserve, the status of the club deserves to have. I know we haven't won a lot in recent times, but our history is there. We have in the past and the infrastructure is there to do it in the future. But we need to be cleverer in the transfer market and show no loyalty to people that aren't good enough. You know, We pay these people very, very well. We don't need to show mass loyalty to those four I've just named and I hope all have gone in the summer because it's not just Sanchez. Any of those other three I named could have made that same mistake. Toby wouldn't have done it. It wouldn't have happened. The situation, he would have read it a second faster. He would have intercepted his body a different way. You know, players that are just a level above don't make those basic, basic errors. It's so frustrating and mm. it's to be expected. You know, I know people were saying oh, Sanchez has vastly improved, whatever. As soon as he plays anyone good, he's been shown up again. It's really disappointing. Do you know what? It's funny on Sanchez because I, I, when I watch him, I end up watching a game thinking, do you know what? He's probably our best player on the field. 
then he makes a mistake. And it's like, you know, I see this all the time. And John, I know you, I can see you shaking your head there. John, come on, come back in on that with me. Do you not agree? Sometimes I look at him and think he's having a really good game, but then there's always a mistake and a ricket in his game, which completely then floors the rest of his performance. No, exactly that, Rick. And, and, and Dyer's exactly the same. He's no different. Yeah. He's not, agree, you know, getting aggressive on, on Sanchez or, or Dyer. It's both no, 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 identical. No. Mm. They both have games where they look very good. Yep. Dyer wins loads of his headers and he yep. has his sort of like commanding leadership role and mm. then he fucks up. And Sanchez yep. has his lapses of concentration and then he fucks up. So they're ide- they are identical to me. Neither is better or worse than the other. They are exactly the same. They both mm. look good and every single game they make one mistake and it can either cost you a goal or we get off with it sometimes, you know, or we're already mm. winning and it doesn't matter. But they, the pair of them cost us every time they step on the field and I'm sick of it and I want them both out this summer. And I presume you probably feel the same as John on that. They, you know, we say a long time that some of these players just simply aren't good enough. And I suppose, and when you look at it, when I'm talking like this, I suppose you can't go into games thinking, oh, it's all right, they're playing okay. But you have a fear in your mind they're going to make a mistake. At the end of the day, you recruit a player with, you know, the thought in mind, they're not going to make a mistake. They can get through 90 minutes without needing to do anything rash and see a game out for you. But we just simply don't have those players at Tottenham defensively at the moment. No, 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 no. no. We, we, we were spoiled with, with Toby and Yan, mate. We would spoil. And an 80% fit Yan, yeah. Today, him and Toby, we ain't even got a left-sided defender. Toby's having to play there. It's, it's not good enough. All right, everyone can say maybe Ben Davis. But again, as John said, he's going to make mistakes. Yeah. He's not good enough. It's not good enough. People, enough, people say, oh, you know, Ben Davis is a utility man. He's not good at left back. He's not good at centre back. He's not no. good anywhere. He shouldn't no. be playing for Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. He's a Bournemouth style left back who should never yeah. be playing for the eighth richest club in world football. Fact. No, you're right, John. No, listen, I'll, I'll make you right. I'll make you right. But again, you know, like when Sissoko come on, I mean, how many headers? He, he can't even jump for a header. Mate, he, please. He, I've, he, I've picked I'm up Sissoko thought... before. Sorry to interrupt you, mate. I've picked him yeah. up before. Yeah. He came on today. He was like the fucking QE2. He came on in the midfield. He won nothing. He gave away the ball. He didn't use his size and his strength whatsoever. He was absolutely horrific when he came on today. Um, I, need a, I need a Macker here. I need a Macker to save us here. Macker, is it as bad as this? The only one mate, winning headers in midfield was, was Mora. Mm. And he's five foot seven. Yeah. What I just, he's got? Yeah. Sissoko stayed flat-footed yet again. We mm. said it in our group. How many flat-footed players have we got? Mm. No one took that game by the scruff of its neck today, man. And as I said... They're going to make, as I said, I was sitting here watching the game. We were one nil up. I went, that's the worst thing that could happen to us. Because you know there's you know, a mistake there, don't you? Because you know there's a mistake. Mm. Shoot but then, how, but how can we carry on thinking that into every game? How can we carry on as a it's club? It's just how we are, mate. It's just how we are. We, it's mm. embedded in us. We are a cursed club. It, we are, Rick. You laugh. We are a cursed club. But, but when we go and hire, we go and hire one of the most successful managers in world I'm football. Not, mate. Don't matter. Listen, as I said to you, he's broken all these non. He's won. He's not, you know, lost not, against Arsenal in thirty-five mm. games. He's lost every single game now. Uh, uh, he's lost, you know, of these, all, of these stats. Yeah, yeah, of these stats. Yeah. Lee, come just quickly. Spurs everything, my friend. Can we bring in these the other centre backs who are just totally missing at the moment? What have they done wrong? Tanganga has not had a look in for weeks. No, Joe Roden is Roden is the other one. We bought this guy. He had a couple of games, all right, he looked a little shaky it was against Liverpool, I think, and he's not been seen since Brighton. But now he's not seen at all. What was no. the point in investing in him? Exactly. Surely they deserve a chance over Dyer and Sanchez, who cost us every time they set on the pitch. Lee, can you understand, coming to you, you for a second, Lee, you know, we, we go into these games, and as I said there to John, you know, I look at some of these players and think, Joe, you know what, they're actually having quite a good performance. But 
you can't, can you, have that in the back of your mind to even think that there's a mistake coming? How, how can you, how can you try and you know comp- compute that that there's going to always be a mistake in their game? You know, and the problem is we are mid-season, we're not in a transfer window, yeah, we yeah. can't change a squad. So what else can he do? Is there anything the manager think- can do here? Yeah, you've you got to play to the strength of the team. And the strength of the team is Bale, Goat, Son, Goat, Kane, Goat, Moore on form, Deli Alley, the brightest young English player that we've had in our in our uh, leagues or whatever, you know, score 50 goals faster than anyone else. They are our strengths. Do you understand what I'm but saying? People like, saying, where were they, but people saying, where were they today? But where it doesn't were they today? matter if you, if you don't, if, mm. no, no offence, but if you, it, it don't matter if you score, um, it don't matter if you can see the goal if you score four. You know, it, it doesn't matter. And and I'm not saying go gung-ho. Like, how did that work at Everton, for example? We still went out. But the point being is that when we're on the front foot, when we are playing to our strengths and we're up and we're pressing, today we wasn't pressing. We were 15 yards off the pace. And when, when Kane went to press, no one else was pressing. And then Lucas Moura against Crystal Palace got them. He pressed, caught them in possession. We scored a goal from it. Didn't do that once today. Any of, any of the team. We didn't call, catch Arsenal out probably until the last ten minutes at ten men. You know, I'm you know we're getting WhatsApps from 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 Arsenal fans and whatever saying you could have battered us in the, if you'd have played like that all day. Do you know what I mean? I've, I'm seeing it on my on my WhatsApp group, my banter channel WhatsApp group. Loads of Arsenal fans on there. Yeah, they're giving it uh, giving it large. They've got the bragging rights, of course they have. But you know the reality of the situation is if we press, if we do that in the first five, six, seven minutes, they they're they're scared, they're worried. David Louise today, did you even hear his name? He played the football match. That's probably the easiest match he's ever played. Did he need a shower? I'm asking. Do you think he needed a shower after the football match today? Him and Gabriel. I mean, literally, we didn't work them over at all. There was no game plan to go and work the defenders over. The game plan or the way to set up, and it's what he's come back to you earlier, if we've set up, we were too passive today. We were fearful. We were worried. So, you know, our, our bit best form of defence is to attack. Simple yep. as that. And mm-hmm. we've, got, we've got to look at it. We can't... Sanchez, the last... F- he's played five games on the trot, Sanchez has. Five on the trot now. It's his yep. fifth game tonight. Maybe, in hindsight, it was too much. Maybe he's not good enough. Like John said, maybe when he comes up against the, the better teams. But Arsenal 10th. <laughs> seven points behind us. The mid-table. They're mid-table. not even a better, better team. No. They're the same as a, you know, a, um, a, a Burnley or a Palace or a, do you know what I mean? Like, enough, like whatever, a Villa, Newcastle. You know what I mean? Like, not, not what, that, what does that mean? For, what does that mean to us? What does that mean for us? Then? But then when you put the history in there, mm. we haven't won at the Emirates. The Emirates Stadium were, was built in 2006, right? Mm. It was built in 2006. We've won once there in its entire history. Mm. Once yeah. in 10 years ago, right? In 2010, we all know Kabul, little flickheader. Fantastic, yeah. right? But we still went 2-0 down that day. Let's be honest about it. Like what Ant's talking about in terms of curse, it weren't as if we blew them away. We went 2-0 down and we got a penalty, right? Rafa stuck the penalty in. Bale scored a good goal to get us back in it. 2-2 with Rafa. And then it was, what, a 90th minute header flick on, you know, set-piece situation. We were, you know, we got lucky that day. They got lucky today, but perhaps. You know, it's a 50-50 game that we didn't turn up to. And all we had to do was turn up. If we turned up today and played to a man better than the, better than the Arsenal, we win the football match. That, that is what we do. You can't walk through this damn football match with two shots on target, three shots on target. You can't do that. Like, who is coaching you to do that? Carrie Kane, Hummanson, 
Gareth Bale, you've got to have a word with yourselves. Get the ball to have a run and take a punt first two, three minutes. Have Leno go, oh, hello, I'm in for a game here. Stick Luis on his ass in the first five minutes of the football match and go, I'm playing you today. I mean, not being funny, I might sound like a like a hooligan or a bit old school, but come on, this is a North London derby. You've got to test them. You've got to test them. None of you had. I don't give a crap about Jose's tactics and part of the bus stuff. This is about getting on the pitch and wanting it and winning it. And they wanted it, and that's what that's what we got. What we deserved. Yeah. A horrific day at the office from top to bottom. Have a look at yourselves, and I want to see a reaction, and I want to see a big reaction as well. We want to go to Zagreb and absolutely batter them. Now, yep. I've just worked out on my little mini league table. Sorry, John. Um, when it was forty-two points le- left uh, for grabs, and I wrote down all the fixtures. And that was good times. <laughs> I had this game. I had yeah. this game down as a zero points. I did because of the mentality, because of the way, because of the stats that you pulled that down. Mm. I had Burnley, Palace, and Fulham as three points, three points, three points. We got them. I had Arsenal down as a as a zero. If you go down my little fixture list, I'm sorry, listeners. I'm trying to be optimistic. I reckon we got a maximum of eighteen points up for grabs. At the, at the next 10 fixtures. It's 1.8 points per game. It'll give us 63 points to finish with. That'll get us a top six finish. Top six finish in the last 10 seasons was 63 points. F- forget top four. Let's not worry about top four. Let's worry about what we can do in them other uh, uh, cup competitions and just play every game as it comes now. Because we've, we've you know, the top four is, 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 is irrelevant to us. It's not, it's, it's, it's not even, yeah, it's, it's, it's not even, that's not even worth a conversation. Like you say, it really isn't worth a conversation. Just to kind of sum up this Arsenal game, just to kind of squeeze in a Zagreb preview that we're going to try and provide you with. Um, I've got to say, John Sanchez for a second, he was so close to giving Spurs an equaliser right at the death of that game. Um, you've seen and we probably haven't chosen to highlight on Lamella sending off because we gave Lamella uh, some, I say, praise in terms of the goal. But just on that sending off, that's actually, the, that red card has been pending for over seven years. It's just a surprise it's come today and not in September of 2013. The most, I would say, game in the history of Lamella. Plays like he's about to do that every game in terms of a sending off waiting to happen. And it effectively happened. We mentioned Hoybier. Some sloppy passes, you'd probably say, in his own half at times when Spurs really needed to keep hold of the ball. Uh, and Dombley, he's first one in Derby today, and he struggled to make an impact on that game. Gareth Bale, very, very quiet in that first half. Stifled, really, to some degree. And again, second half, ended up coming off. Lucas Mora, probably one of the very few players that will come out of that game with any sense of credit, worked ever so hard in a Spurs shirt. Harry Kane, quiet, up until the last 10 minutes where he was denied a goal due to the offside. Deli Ali so close also heading Tottenham level on the 69th minute. But the big one, of course, Hummin Son, who went off with a hamstring injury just 20 minutes into the game. Jose Mourinho said after the game that he doesn't know how long it is in terms of Son's injury recovery. He said it's muscular. Muscular is not usually easy. He's normally a guy who recovers very quickly. It's an accumulation of matches. I gave him 30 minutes rest in the last match, but it's still 60 minutes. So we're going to go for a very quick break. And then we're going to give you our prediction of Zagreb to come and what kind of Tottenham is going to be turning up. So do not go anywhere. We're back after our final break of the show. OK, Hugo. Pitch side at the Emirates after, after a loss. Always tough. Tell us what you thought about the performance, first of all. Yeah, a lot of disappointment, uh, obviously, uh, after this defeat. Um, I don't think that we made the performance that uh, we prepared and, and we expected. Uh, we took the lead, you know, in the first half. Uh, first half that we played 
uh, in a very average way. Um, but we took the lead with a fantastic goal. And, uh, and it was the moment to take the control of the game and, and to finish the, the first half uh, with this result, you know, and to concede this goal just after, just before the halftime, uh, brought uh, Arsenal back uh, mentally into the game and, um, and in the second half, you know, uh, I don't think we create too much until we got the red card. And at this moment of the game, I think we can be proud of the last 10-15 uh, minutes because it's the moment that we increase the level of uh, intensity, the level of aggressiveness. And obviously, uh, you can see that uh, if we had started the game in, in that way, uh, um, the game would have been probably different. But um, so that's why we can have a bit some regrets. But we don't have time too much to think, you know. Uh, the Europa League and then um, Aston Villa away from home uh, next Sunday. That will be important. I say with the frustrating thing, Hugo, is we came here with such good momentum, didn't we? Mm. Lots of goals, played well, five wins on the trot. Mm. So this is a this is a blow. But you're right. We you've got to pick yourselves up quickly. Yeah, it's a, it's a stop in a, in a winning way, uh, but uh, it's not the moment to let it down. You know, uh, there is ten games to go in in the Premier League, still many points to to get, and uh, that's why uh, uh, we can be disappointed now. But uh, from tomorrow, we have to prepare the the second leg of Europa League, uh, where we have full ambition, and also uh, Aston Villa away from home. That. Uh, you know, every game can be decisive, and um, it's part of uh, of the game. Unfortunately, uh, we are very disappointed for us, for the club, for the fans. Uh, all those thoughts go, goes to them. Obviously, uh, we miss them today at the Emirates, but uh, we have to to stay strong and, and keep going. Okay, Jose ended up two-one in the derby. Um, just your thoughts on the performance to start with? First off, probably. I, I don't remember a worse performance than in the first half. I, I have to try to take my memory back. Maybe the first half at Sheffield before the, 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 the lockdown. I don't remember such a such a bad first half like we like we had. But the result was 1-1. So the game was not lost. The game was open. Uh, we we improved immediately in the in the second half. But even with 10 players and losing one uh, one two, then. We were a team. Then we played with with intensity and with uh, with great desire, and I think we we deserve the point for what we did in the last 20 minutes playing with with one play less and with the chances that we created. Okay, look. So we came here with such great momentum, Jose. Five wins on the spin, playing so well. This is a blow, but Thursday, I guess we we go again. Yeah, I have to try to understand what happened in the in the first half. Um, but then, yes, is a complete different uh, competition. We have an uh, important match, of course, on Thursday. 2-0 is not a, a big result. It's a good result, but it's not a big, fat uh, result. It's not game over. So we have to go there, uh, serious, and, um, and try to finish um, the job that we start doing at home. Hi, I'm Richard Wilson of the History of Yugoslav Football Podcast. I'm back um, this time to talk about the second leg uh, of the Spurs Dinamo Zagreb Europa League tie. Obviously, uh, coming into the second leg, uh, Spurs come in with a 2-0 advantage from the first leg in London. Um, I think in my initial preview 
uh, last week. I predicted a very tight tie. I don't necessarily think that's what we saw uh, in the first leg. Um, Spurs played well. And I think the general consensus that Dinamo didn't play up to uh, to the standard that they've normally been achieving in Europe, and certainly not to the standard that they needed to to actually get uh, you know, a really positive result out of that leg. However, uh, you know, a two-goal gap isn't uh, entirely insurmountable. Uh, you know, certainly would be feeling a bit more comfortable about Dinamo's chances if it was uh, you know, 3-1 and there was an away goal to bring into the equation as opposed to 2-0. Um, but first goal in Scrab will really decide the momentum and the direction that this tie is going to take. If Dinamo are able to get it, then then of course it's, it's one goal and then you're looking at extra time and penalties and, and uh, all that that entails. Now, one key factor, I think, for me is that you have Spurs who are taking part in a North London derby uh, between the two legs. Now, I'm sure I don't have to tell anyone uh, listening to this podcast that when you're playing in that sort of game, you have you have to play your full first team. You know, Spurs played a very strong side against Dinamo. They will play a very strong side against Arsenal. I, I'm recording this little segment before the the, the game itself. Um, Dinamo don't have a big game. They are playing Varazine, uh away. Now that is a game against a side who are likely uh, to be relegated this season from the Croatian top flight. So there is certainly the possibility, if not the likelihood, that they'll be able to rotate quite a few players out for that game and still be able to get a positive result in their overarching challenge for the league title in Croatia. Um, That could definitely be a factor. Um, In terms of uh, personnel, Quite aside from anyone who's rested against Varastin, which I do expect it will be quite a few players. Um, Ariana Demi, who came off injured in the first leg, the suspicion was he might actually be have been out for some time. It, having you know had the day or so to look after him and to look at it, it does seem like he will be ready for the uh, for the second leg, which is you know very important given he's the team captain. Um, I think it's just one where he's taking a bit of a bang on a joint, it's swollen up a little bit uh, and they're just waiting for it to go down. He certainly uh, won't be playing against Varazine, but I think we can expect him to play. And Maximir, they have to definitely start off attacking. Um, that is something that was a really key factor of the game in London was that Dinamo didn't really uh, create any clear-cut chances for themselves. I think that was in the main due to underperformance um, of a lot of attacking players, particularly Lovro Maya. Um, in this instance, you know, Dinamo weren't really able to break, to, to, to create and to sort of hold the possession in the Spurs half as much as they needed to, to be getting a, to be getting a good result. They are capable of it. Um, it is obviously going to be extremely challenging for them to be able to get uh, beyond Spurs. Yeah, there's no 
doubt about that. You know, two nil first leg defeat is something that is very difficult to overturn. But like I say, if they're able to get the first goal, then it's all up for grabs. If they're able to get the first goal, you have Spurs coming in, having rotated because of, t- of physical issues from the North London derby, or you know, just playing playing the first team and they're a bit leggy, then there is the opportunity uh, for the stars to align for Dinamo. I think we have to be realistic and expect that probably not going to happen. I think what we've seen in the first leg, Dinamo will definitely play better at home, but um, you know, it's probably not going to be enough. And I think what we'll probably see in terms of a uh, prediction for the game, I think we'll probably see uh, maybe a one-all draw or something like that. Um, you know, Something that reflects that Spurs probably aren't going to be coming into this at full tilt. Something that reflects that Dinamo are going to play better, but also that Spurs are still eminently capable of um, of getting the away goal. Uh, in terms of setup, we're unlikely to see Dinamo change too much at all from the first leg. It will very much be a mentality shift and a case of the plan B being to perform plan A better than they did in London. If they can do that, and if they can really hit top form, they can get, they can definitely pull a two-goal back, lead back. It's up to Spurs to take some initiative and get an away goal that will kill the tie. If they can do that, then they will be in for a very easy night on Thursday. If not, then things could be very challenging indeed for them. Hi, uh, my name is Alex Holliger. I will say a few words on Dinamo Zagreb against Tottenham, the second leg of their Europa League tie. Uh, this weekend, Dinamo played a league game against Varazdin away. Uh, Varazdin is one of the relegation-threatened teams in the league, and Dinamo were very convincing against them, winning 5-0 in what was perhaps the most convincing display of the season for them. Uh, however, only four players who usually start started in this game and one of them only played for one half. So uh, it doesn't really mean anything for the, for the Tottenham game, especially, uh, perhaps only in terms of motivation, you know, spirits are high right now. Uh, in the, after the first leg, uh, the general impression here was that uh, the score fairly represented what what happened on the pitch, although both game both goals came after defensive mistakes, especially the second one, which was a bit of a blunder. Uh, but still, um, people feel that Dinamo should have and could have been a bit bolder, uh, less conservative, especially after already conceding one goal. Uh, they. Um, they withdrew and didn't take many risks, so it meant that they didn't really show much offensively uh, for the rest of the game. Uh, for this game, I don't expect really any major changes tactically. It could be the exact same team that started in London. Uh, Josko Guardiola, the young left-back who was missing in the first game, 
is not ready to play yet. Uh, but uh, the captain Ademi, who was a bit injured in that game, is will be ready. He will play. So uh, what I expect from Dinamo is this game. In this game, is probably they just. Uh, try to be a bit more aggressive in midfield and press more on the ball, hoping that uh, Spurs will be a bit more relaxed than they were in the first game and uh, try to use any, you know, uh, and any light approach from them to their advantage. Uh, Coach Pamic... uh, Sometimes he he likes to uh, surprise with his selection, but I don't think this will be one of those games. Uh, He pretty much sticks to his original plan this season, and they will probably again start in 4-1-4-1 with a defensive block that might not be as deep as it was in London. Uh, I'm sure they will uh, be more aggressive, uh, make uh, more challenges and even more fouls, uh, trying to, you know, achieve something early in the game. If they uh, if they could take the lead, then I think uh, they might even stand a chance, although it would be very difficult for them uh, not to concede a goal in this game. Uh, I don't think um, Mamic and Dinam will take too many chances this time either because um, the feeling is they are pretty much afraid of uh, Tottenham's transitional game and their counters Uh, they know how uh, dangerous they can be and uh, Dinamo is they are it's fair to say that they are vulnerable uh, from counter attacks more than from positional game perhaps um in this first leg, uh, I think um, Dinamo's main attacking players didn't show all that much. Uh, uh, these are Petkovic and Orsic. They didn't have too many chances or weren't in contact with the ball uh, for much of the game. Uh, but also, uh, when they did, when, when they had their half chances, they didn't react very well. And uh, if they... If they don't show something more than that in this second game, I don't think Dinamo will have too many chances. Um, but uh, the general feeling, I think, in the team and among the players is that still anything is possible and still if they can take an early lead, they can do something here. Um, in my personal opinion, I don't think they can come I don't know anything close to to uh to winning but they they could give Spurs a good run for their money. Hello and welcome back to the third and final part of the last one on Spurs. You just heard there from some very very nice guys giving us their thoughts ahead of this game against Dynamo Zagreb second leg. We want to see a reaction and Spurs are in the driving seat but how many times have we said that this season? Um, as Tottenham fans, and you know we've seen what's happened. I mean, and I'll start with you. Um, question I'm going to ask you, quite frankly, is two new enough? Do you feel confident going into this game? No, I don't know. Not after today. Is 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 who wants it? <laughs> it's whether they want it. As simple as that, mate. You know, we all laughed at Arsenal because they had to travel from Greece, and ah, they're going to be knackered. Nah, didn't show that today. It looked like we travelled from Greece. 
right? That's no excuse. Do I think we can win? Yes. Uh, are we going to make it hard for ourselves? Absolutely. So take what that will you take of that what you will, mate. I, I think we've got enough in our locker, hopefully, to, to go on and win it. But it's it's whether they want it. Lee, I'll come round to you next. Um, you do get the feeling Lee, after what's been, you know, a, a really, really difficult Premier League season, that the Europa League almost becomes now um, the most important competition. Obviously, maybe even I don't know if it's even on par with that cup final against Manchester City, because the nature of it is, even if we beat Man City in that cup final, we get nothing more than just a Europa League spot. It doesn't give us any form of Champions League, where if we do go the whole way in Europa League, we do get a coveted Champions League spot, which me saying that, um, I think I'm trying to kind of trick myself into a false percentage here that we can do it at the moment by the form that we showed in that Arsenal game. But for you, um, are you confident going into this game that we've got enough? I mean, I say that because if we can see an early goal, have we got the nerves of steel to be able to see this game out? Yeah, I, I, th I do agree with Van. I think we'll, we'll probably make it a, a little bit harder than what it should be. Um, but I'm I'm after a massive reaction. Um, you know, the the reaction to me is huge. We we got Villa straight after that as well in terms of in the, back in the Premier League, um, and and then we got Newcastle as well. Uh, sandwiched in between um, uh, this, this these games before we go, hopefully get a quarterfinal in the um, in the UEFA Cup as uh, as Crackers calls it. But yeah, I, absolutely. You know, I want to see a massive reaction. We've got to go out there. And we've got to win. I mean, Sonny is a massive blow. It's a huge blow. He, he's, he's, his levels have dropped off over the last couple of weeks. To be fair, and Bal been stepping up and so on and so forth. I was fearful of a defeat to, today uh, because it's the fixture that I hate the most and and, and whatever. And, and obviously, we don't want to ever lose to, to, to Arsenal. Um, but I was also fearful because we went to mush after we lost to, to Liverpool away when we were top of the league. And, uh, you know, we just lost it completely and we dropped off a cliff. And, and I'm worried whether or not we are going to see a reaction. Are we going to start to retreat again? Are we going to... All of the things that we saw in January and February, are they going to now come back again um, after we just had five five wins on the bounce? You know, I was I was bigging us up last uh, last pod saying, you know, we have it in our locker to go and win uh, and, and, and draw and, and obviously be unbeaten for 10, 11, 12 games because we've done it this season. Well, we've got to go again now and it starts again on Thursday. We have to win, uh, get into the, um, uh, the, the next round. I think if you put this this result to one side, I think it will be hurting everybody. It's not just the fans. It will be hurting the players. It will be hurting the staff. And I think, you know, you've got to look at it on, on a game basis. Can we go there and score a goal? Yes, is the, is a simple answer to that. We absolutely can. Um, and I think we will. And if, if for that reason, you know, we've kept a clean sheet at home and we're getting away goal. And I think, we're, I think we'll win the football match. So I think we'll be okay um, going through. But... It does take more significance now. At some point, there will be a point where there's a game. I think it's Everton away, sandwiched between a semi-final if we're lucky in yep. the Europa yep. in Europa, or the second quarter final mm. in the in the Europa League with an Everton away and then the Carabao Cup final. At some point, something's going to have to give. Well, Joe, it's we, interesting. We yeah. So what you're saying, Lee, at some point, we've got an ultimatum to make in terms of where we so. put our eggs in the basket. I think so. And I think that, you know, like given the points totals that I've just talked about, like, what do I know, right? I've predicted loads of stuff, got it wrong all the time. Um, but, you know, I think there's probably 18 points up for grabs that we can get out of the next 10 games. Uh, hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully we get more than that. 
but that would get us top six. I mean, top four is tough. I mean, you, you need 71 points to get top four, which which means that we can afford to lose one game out of the next 10 in the league. Uh, that's not going to happen on current no. form, right? So, so you know, you're going to have to go into, you're looking at some of these, United and M- Milan, that's in the balance. You, mm. you look, Ajax are through, Arsenal are through, hopefully we're through. Um, you know, Shakhtar Donetsk uh, have got turned over, didn't they, by Roma yep. um, pretty heavily. So, you know, you've still got some big teams in there. If you, if you can avoid, if you can get a Granada or something like that in, in the next round, but yeah, again, I've got a funny feeling that we're going to get English opposition in the next round. So that's going to be tough. Um, you know, you wouldn't want to be going to, um, you know, the likes of uh, United or Milan, would you, or an Arsenal in, in the quarterfinal of Europa. So I just think you've got to get the job done, as Jamie would say, um, in, in the next round. And I think we'll do it. I think we will score. I think we will bounce back. But this is a blow today and it's a real, it's a real shame it's that, hurts. that you've got massively to go to sleep. Yeah. yeah tonight massively hurts this one. With, with the way it is. Yeah. I'm sure we won't feel better in the morning either. I mean, John, let's come around to you because like Lisa's there at some point, we're going to have to make a decision. Um, if we do progress in the next round, and that's a big given at the moment, I'm saying that in terms of where our priorities lie, I'm not even going to mention the Premier League because I just don't want to depress us any more than what we are right now. But in terms of this Europa League game for you, uh, John, is this the biggest game of Spurs' season, in your opinion, this game coming up on Thursday now? I wouldn't say it's the biggest game. I actually think the cup final is, is bigger than this one-off game. Mm. Um, but because I'm certain that we will score against Zagreb, and as soon as we score, Zagreb needs four. So for me, the tie is already very, very much in our favour. I'm certain that whatever form we're in, will score. May we lose the game 2-1 or 3-1, maybe, but we still go through. That's the beauty of not conceding at home having that clean sheet and then going away. We've got the attacking players. Uh, I imagine Lamella may actually play again because his suspension will rule him out of the next Premier League game. So he may end up playing again and we're not going to have Sun either. So we are going to have to mix up the the forward line a little bit. Um, But yeah, we're going to need Harry Kane to lead the line, however tired he is. We can't really go there and play someone like Vinicius, who obviously isn't up to it as soon as you play anyone of a required standard. Uh, So Kane will have to lead the line. I expect Lamella may play again, as I said, because he's going to be suspended for the next Premier League game. So... Mm. There we go. We might lose the game 3-1 or 2-1, but we're going to go through. So I'm happy with that. Do you think Kane's had a bit of a knock from on that knee injury tonight? Do, do, do you think well, he, didn't look a, he just didn't look 100%, did he? I mean, he well, I'd, I'd say that. He just did. It wasn't as... How do I put at this? it. At it, yeah. That's exactly I'd say at it in that game. We, we, we hopefully... It's interesting because yeah. you said about... Um, John said... Uh, Rick, uh, John just said about Vinicius not mm. starting or whatever, but, but maybe needs to. It's, it's very difficult. I honestly, I don't think he's trusted. The no. coaches watch mm. him every day, and look, he's not even trusted to play at home against Dynamo Zagreb. He wasn't. They don't rate him enough. Mm. So, look, we, we've taken a gamble, a favour of Yorgi Mendes or whoever it is who owns him. We, we, you know, you can put. I played for Tottenham on my CV, like Getson before him, and it gets you a, a mm. career end the game at top level clubs because you played for Tottenham. I don't think he's up to it. I don't see us making this forty million transfer fee permanent in the summer. He'll move on, and hopefully, we'll recruit someone that is trusted to cover for Kane. What you would say with a game of this magnitude where there's a possibility of Champions League football riding on it, could you imagine that we play Vinicius, don't play Kane and we go out? Could you imagine that reaction? You know, where it's a game that we simply have to win. I'm talking about if we actually went out of the competition, not actually just lost the game, but if we actually went out of the competition, you feel yeah. that would be absolutely I mean, unforgivable. They, they, John put it perfectly. They, they got If we score, they got to score four. Like yeah. if, if if they keep a clean sheet, which by the way they keep a lot of clean sheets, they, they, they do. Not in their side, own league, they're a very good side. They have to score three and mm. not concede. They're going to have to go at it and score well, this, three goals. This is goals. Tottenham, though. <laughs> no, no, it is. It, look, it is it, a, 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 absolutely. Like as reminded us. Yeah, exactly that. You know, it is Spurs, but 
I can't, you know, I can't see us not scoring. I, I okay. think that, I think there was a there was an issue there today with uh, some of the players that they've got to go and prove a, a, a point. Now I thought Bow was very disappointing. We've got goals mm. in we've got goals in Bow. We've got goals in Delhi. There's yep. goals in Lucas. Mm. Uh, I still think Vinicius can offer something. Yeah. Um. You know, I, I think if Kane's got a slight knock, he needs to um. You know, he needs to try to manage that. Maybe start him, get the job done, get that one goal, and get him off the pitch. Do you get me? Yep. No, I agree. Okay, boys, let's finish up with predictions. And let's go with you firstly. And what are you going for? I'm going 2 1 Spurs. <clears throat> so we're going through. Uh, what? Yeah, I just want to get through. I'm not bothered. Yep. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's go to John next. John, are we going through in the next round of this Europa League? Yeah, I'm going to go for a 2 1 defeat. 2 1 defeat. Okay. Well, listen, we go through. Not the result we would want, but listen, the most important thing in the aspect is we go through. Lee. Finish the crazy train with some optimism for us. Are we going to go through to the next round of Europa League? Well, we're going to go through. I think it'll be 1-1, actually. Um, I think it might be a, a bit of a passive affair. And, and and actually, I don't think we're going to get the reaction that I would expect or what I, mm. I suppose what all of us want and expect. Um, I did tweet earlier that the crazy train is crashing off the bridge tonight. I've got a lot of work to do from now until the next Premier League to, to get that train Back on the tracks, start shoveling that coal. You need to get that mini league sorted, mate. That's 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 a, that's a good couple of days in itself. <laughs> it, it is a difficult, it is a difficult ask, but I'm confident that we can do it. I'm confident that we can get back on the track oh, and we'll man. win. Um, uh, we we'll go through. Sorry, uh, in in midweek, absolutely shocking yeah. today. Um, and they, they all should know it. And I know, I know a lot of the club people, journalists, whatever, listen to the show. Mm. I ain't going to mince my words. That was woeful. Wake up. And stop and stop starting matches like you know. I've said it before, and I say it again: wet fish, slap him in the face, get him up for it. How can you not be up for? This is the worst thing. How can you have to even try and get them up, get them up for this game? How can you not understand the importance of this game? But anyway, we've got to part this Arsenal game because we've got to just try and let it go. Put it in the archives. Stick it. Stick yeah, it in yeah. the archives. Don't like even, the rest of them. Yeah. What, what one win in sixteen years at yeah. the Emirates? Yeah. Ridiculous. We were trying to leave it on a high, but there you go. That's the nature of the last one of Spurs at the moment. Difficult, difficult times. Let me thank our wonderful panel the wonderful Anthony Costa I think and you're the only one actually predicting a Spurs win coming up because I was going to go for a 1-1 so that's a first isn't it on the last one of Spurs Anthony Costa the only one predicting the Tottenham win to come listen as Lee said they, something has to change so, yeah. but they, I don't care if we get through I want us to win yeah. so it gives us a bit of, bit of oomph for Sunday yeah. against Villa because Great. Jack Grealish is back and you know he's dangerous yep we're going to have a reaction. Let me thank, I say, also Lee McQueen as always. Lee, thank you so much. Cheers, Rick. Cheers, boys. Thanks, listeners. Sorry that it was, uh, it was a bit of a moan fest, but look, I think we summed up perfectly how everyone is feeling. Mm. Yeah. Uh, we need to bounce back. Let's get a reaction. Let's hope my prediction is wrong. Let's go smash Dynamo Zagreb and then get, get back to winning ways as well in the Premier League on Villa. Come yeah. on, Spurs. Agree. And John, I'm sure you reckon those thoughts. We all want to see Spurs win. And when we don't win, we're all deeply disgusted. And just, yeah, we, we, we want to see Spurs win games, especially today. That hurts. We need a reaction on Thursday. Yeah, we do need a reaction on Thursday. And for all our fellow listeners out there, it's going to be a tough week. You know, you're going to get lots of messages from your Arsenal pals, or it's going to be hard on social media. But <laughs> so we just got to go with it. You know, we're all going to suffer. We're going to suffer together. Exactly. So let's, let's do with that. And we'll see what comes of it in the future. As always, come on, you Spurs. Love it. Well, listen, guys, we are back this coming Thursday. Hopefully, it's all about Tottenham progressing in Europe. Guys, thanks as always. Keep safe, keep well, most importantly. And as always, come on, you Spurs. Sports Social Podcast Network.